When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kane and Bucks. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Welcome along, everybody. This is SEM Breakfast, a massive McCafe menu as we welcome you back into the working week. It is Monday, the 26th day of February, and our official coffee partner today has for us Took Miller, if you don't mind, Gold Coast Suns co-captain will join us. James Johnson, the uh, Football Australia CEO, to discuss the Matildas qualifying for Paris or on the doorstep of that, the Tillies. Uh, Jeremy Coney on the New Zealand-Australia cricket series that now evolves from the white ball to the red ball. And the buck stops here. Sam Edmund with you because Kane Corns is not, but alongside me is the Brownlow medalist, the Norm Smith medalist, and the seven-time All-Australian Nathan Buckley. Welcome, Bucks. G'day, Sammy. Can't you just dial it up? Like we were just chatting off air, and then we go on air, and you just dialed it all the way up to eleven. Too much? How do you do that? No, I think it's amazing. Like I was asleep at five fifty-nine, <laughs> now I'm awake listening no. to you. Four past you six. came in fresh. <laughs> I looked at you and I thought, man, this man is up for it. And oh. after a big weekend as well, I might add. We'll yeah, get we, to that in a moment, but we will. not as big as the volcanoes. He's gone over to watch a bit of WWE in Perth. Is he trying to? Is it entertainment over there, or is he doing some work trying to break some stories? I think it's pure entertainment. If he makes it back, I'm not sure if Triple H got him in some sort of grip that he can't get out of, or Rhea Ripley, or one of those. But oh, shush! I didn't, I didn't take him for a, a wrestling, a wrestling fanatic. No, and neither I wouldn't have taken Jared Waitley as oh, one either. Geez, what, big. How do you you got to switch off your, like, your actually your sanity. Leave it, don't you? To to actually enjoy watching that, you got to let it all. Is you got to let it all go. Oh, anyone, any listeners out there? Why? Why is? How is wrestling even remotely entertaining when you know it's all made up? Well, the open line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The forty wings temper, of course, is oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. There's the storylines, bucks. Well, invest in the story. Do you reckon that? I was saying, like, do you reckon there's any testosterone sort of replacement therapy or something that's taken there? You reckon Sports Integrity Australia oh, should divert their yeah. resources to no, WWE? Melbourne are stiff, but yeah, the problem is, is that is it? It's the illusion of doing things um, by the book, and then maybe not doing it that gets that gets you in trouble. Because if you just say, "Well, that nah, this is this is," it's like the um, what's the one that Magnuson's now on? What's the, the game? enhanced game? Enhanced games. Yes. It's like the enhanced wrestling. Just. Just say you're on it. Aussie guy behind that. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> to Aaron D'Souza and a bunch of venture capitalists. Yeah, it's a good how far, that, how far do you reckon that'll go? Well, that has been bubbling away behind the scenes for years now and has got to a stage that I never thought it was going to get to, where they would get former Olympians. And he's saying current Olympians who are keen to come across and, yeah. and compete. And the big lure, of course, is 
these guys and girls should be paid the money they're entitled to that they never got. Sounds like um, that's the way that the cricket world World Series cricket started. <laughs> yes. Everything started like that. The one actually watching watching the TV the the Sale GP event that was up in that? Sydney. Like, so they they're pretty much not in the water anymore. So they've like that's to talk about technology and how things have progressed. If you if you haven't get it, have a look at this Sale GP that. They used to be so the catamarans, but now they're on whatever they call them. Um, they, they're called um, aquafoils. Is, is yeah, that foils. what it is? Yeah, yeah. So they're basically up out of the water, going sixty k an like hour, like stilts. And that's water. what that's what the America's Cups turned into. What happened to the old wing keel? Like that was that was the advanced technology, and you couldn't see it. You had to keep it under wraps. Now yeah. now nothing's yeah. under wraps. You're up. <laughs> it's all out. Ben Lexon oh, would be God. having a fit watching it. He'd be like, oh, I told you I was onto something. But, yeah, they're flying along 60 kilometres at Sydney Sydney Harbour there, and the Aussies won too. Yeah, they, they call that the Formula One on water, and you can see why. They're what? motoring. So the buck stops here. He's going to be back uh, today after our first little look at some preseason uh, matches you've been casting right over there, Bucks. But uh, also a couple of big parties in Melbourne. Forget WWE. Mm. Couple of big parties. What about the the party at uh, the Pratt Mansion? Raheem, Katy Perry flown in just to play for the lazy. Said to be a lazy one and a half, one and a half mil. But US it was or Aussie? Do we reckon? <laughs> it's a big difference. Does it matter? There's a lot of money. Anyway, she came across, but it, it turned out. I thought that was the biggest party in town over no, the weekend, no, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, Brenton Sanderson turned fifty years old. Actually, he turns fifty tomorrow. But he had his party on the weekend, and that was. Uh, Happy birthday, Congratulations, Good man. Santa. So they're the, the who's who of um, of uh, the social scene in Australia was there. Oh, who'd you have? Tom Harley, Max Rook, <laughs> Ben Mafia, Stephen Hooker. We had a gold, we had a gold medalist. Oh, I don't think they had that at the Pratt. No. Well, they had a prime minister. Albanese was there. Yeah, well, Tom Harley's going to be. Prime well, minister that's, that's at true. True, I suppose. Yeah. No, it was it was awesome. What was and the theme? The theme was like so what, fancy dress. What's the best fancy dress party you've ever been to? What was, oh, the, what I, was it? I've been to a few eighties and they're very cliched, but they do sparks and wild and wonderful outfits, the old eighties theme. What was your you you we, told me your theme? I, so I went to the best like so that's two weekends in a row that I went to fancy dress parties. The first, like two weekends ago was Taylor Swift. Like that that's basically a fancy dress party. Like everyone was dressed up. Were you? No. No. I had RMs on. I sort of tried to do, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the era was that, that she was a bit of a country singer. So I've got no idea, but that's my, that's the closest that I did. And then Coxie gave me a couple of friendship bracelets. So that was mm-hmm. my outfit. But no, this one was a Slim Aaron. So Slim Aaron photographer in the seventies. <laughs> Think about those, you know, the... The iconic um, Palm Springs around the pool, pool photos, like Frank Sinatra type setup. That was that was the so a couple of photos were set out. That was the theme. It sort of morphed, like like I saw guys there that look were looked like they were in the the psychedelic era, like dressed up in nineteen seventy sort of psychedelic. So we're stuff, talking like brown really suits, big yeah, yeah. lapels. Yeah, I like sort of really garish jackets yeah. with white pants, but pretty slick as well. So. I went with I went with a white pant and a and a white loafer. White pant is bold. Yeah, a white belt with um with a floral sort of dark blue shirt, and and then what ended up I made the mistake of letting my partner um grab a a, a spray to make my beard darker. 
I ended up coming out looking like why? a drug dealer. I, I don't know why. Why did you want to and spray she, to make your beard oh, dark? I don't know. It was you know, just well, people go, in go the seventies and Palm Springs. I, I had gold <laughs> chains, and then and then she put foundation just to make me a couple of the shades darker. I looked like I had new teeth. Like photo on the socials. So we no, need a photo on the was, socials, um, please. I did take out the. Uh, the best dress. So look, that that, oh, that happened. That's not what that, I heard. It did happen. Tom Ailey dropped us a text to say he would have taken some beating on the night. Well, he had a guy who's known known him for thirty years walk up to him, shake his hand, and say, "What's your name?" He said, "Tom." <laughs> he goes, "Where do you fit in, Tom?" <laughs> he <didn't laughs> just happened to be one of his best mates. Hey, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Sam Edmund sitting in for Kane Corn today, but Nathan Buckley's here and he's in good form. Two bucks now. You asked the question off the top. Just what's the go with WWE and a few texts coming through, yep. all of a similar uh, nature to Steve, who says it's like watching something like Game of Thrones. We all know the dragons aren't real, but it's entertaining. Twinkles is over there in WA where it's all been going down. Twinkle. Oh, look, it's, the only way to describe it and the way to describe it to all my mates is imagine watching Neighbours or Home and Away. And then someone comes off the top rope and takes out somebody in Alf's spine. <laughs> well, I'd like to see Alf doing the damage, to be honest. That'd be good. That's not a bad description, Twinkles. And Dean's given us a text as well. Maybe we do away with the 100-metre sprint on grand final day. Yeah, what do we do? We bring the ring in and we have a wrestler from every club and they just get it on like a cage fight in the middle. How long have they worked on this? Sort of performance before they go out. <laughs> yeah. I want to know about it. Well, it's like the footy show back in the day. Had that grand final performance uh, on the footy show that uh, I dare say didn't always go according to plan. Uh, Mason's in New Zealand. Uh, he's joined us on the line as well. We're talking parties in Melbourne, and uh, Brenton Sanderson's clearly outdid the Raheem party with uh, Katy Perry by the sounds. Mason, welcome to you. G'day, fellas. I reckon you guys have missed the biggest party that happened in the last seven days. Well, according to Instagram, and that was Swanee's 40th. How'd that, how did that go? What, what did that come across the uh, the airwaves like? Uh, ooh, they showed some footage from about 4.30 in the morning and there were, like, ladies in uh, G-strings and bikinis dancing on tables. That sounds... Sounds on brand. <laughs> Did you get an invite to that, Swanee's 40th? No, no, I didn't. Not your cup of tea? No, I would have. I would have gone if I got the invite. It sounds like it sounds like I would have, Santa I would have been able to wear the same outfit, I reckon. Santa as I was uh, went across a few international borders as well, so I did go for a, wow. All a the good way little stint. There. Good call. I couldn't believe he was sort of only forty though, in many ways. Like he's, feels he's, like he should be old. He's been a wise man for a long time, Swanee. He's um he is le- legitimately one in a million. There's not many like him and he's um I I, I love his stuff. There's a lot of people out there that as a footballer, brilliant to be yeah. able to do what he did for so long, the way that he did it, and as consistent a performer as, as anyone on field. But I think he's he's as intelligent a guy as I've ever met. Whip funny, rat cunning. Yep. Love him. What was he like to coach? Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny, actually. Just coincidentally, during the week, last week, I... Um, interviewed David Butterfant for the weekend just on all things high performance and yeah. sports science across his, his entire career. So not just Collingwood, but we got talking around the, the ice hockey style interchange bench rotation, how that came yeah. about under Mick and uh, how they actually got it from ice hockey and the identification late in a particular season that Mick thought they weren't fit enough and you were just going to creep into the finals and then get uh, outworked and, and rolled. So they set about, you know, the mass so rotation. Seven. 
policy, yeah. And and the other thing, did he mention the fact that Sydney, yeah, through Paul Ruse, the way they were playing, they were sitting, they basically set a Swans player for a Pies player. This is the way I recall it. I don't know whether Butler's no, got no, there at didn't. all, but the way I say so Swans were basically saying, "All right, you're that's your guy. You're going to beat him, and we we win more of these contests, and we win we win the game more of these one on ones." Yep. And so late in that season, and it was in 07, then um, that also added to this idea of rotating. So a guy like whoever was set for Swanee, three minutes after the first bounce, Swanee runs off. Are you going to go with him? Like, so in the end, that was part of it as well, was yeah. throwing guys off tag. So Swanee, Penderbury, Dale Thomas, who was coming through, you know, these, these young blokes were were nailing it through the midfield and they were harder to catch, harder yeah. to find again, with the with the older Wiley sort of Swans players who had been in grand finals for 05, 06 and we ended up knocking them over. Yeah, it was an amazing shift in the game, wasn't it? Was, it? Uh, the, and uh, a rule-changing shift. Coaching, you know, coaching, coaching genius of Mick added with Butters and his preparation and the two of them together, they were able to sort of put together that squad and end up going through to you yeah. know, the 10 and 11. Uh, grand finals and the premier the premiership of ten was off the back of the two of them getting together and working out where can we take this game to challenge the best at the moment. I could have spoken to him for hours because we got talking about the frontal defence and the box formation and the German war techniques and uh, all that sort of stuff that again revolutionised the game at that time. Got them a premiership as well. But, but incidentally, you end up making a player like Swanee, like because he was still trying to work himself out at that point. Mm. He'd re- he'd really struggled through the first eighteen months of his career. Looked like he wasn't. He, wasn't going to find his mojo. And then this rotation strategy kicks up and he's able to go out, run really hard for five minutes and then have a breather for three or four, run really hard for five minutes. And he became the most rotated player, maintained his power, maintained his um, his interest in the game because it's, you know, the attention span for Swanee probably wasn't as long as some, but when he was, when he was on, there was none better. So it worked for him and it created... It created some actual absolute guns mm. and the platform for them to go and show their wares. Roy, lads, the broadcast of WWE last night at Optus Stadium reached one billion people, Roy's claiming here. It was elite and great, a great spectacular. After the reaction of the crowd, 53,000 in Perth, it will definitely come to the MCG in this little cheap shot here, which we welcome cheap shots this time of year because um, talk might be cheap, but that's all we've got at this stage of the footy season. WWE reminds me of the Carlton Football Club. It's all pretend. Joe from Broome. Yeah, I, I, there's a foreboding about WWE for me though. I think there's a class action that'll come to play in about 15 years for concussion. I don't know if these guys, you know, are being looked after don't, properly. Don't. They, no, seriously. They, they like, is there a? Would they have someone? Surely. That, well, a spotter. If you're talking about your in your brain, arm. your brain getting shaken around in your skull and concu- and repeated concussive effects. And we say, and the NFL now are like having to look at it, and big payouts are there. AFL, there's one being run, and it's obviously it's very topical with Angus, and I don't mean to be flippant in that regard, but these guys are these guys are getting shaken around, like night after night after night. It's their job, and I'm presuming they're doing it in practice as well to to stage these um, these takedowns. So, what are we doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> what are we what, doing? What are we doing? The Ramble is for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin uh, olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. You can join us anytime on the open line, one 736 Before we rip into some serious topics, the buck stops will be back today. Of course, uh, Took Miller, James Johnson and Jeremy Coney will join us, of course, from over there in New Zealand as uh, we move from, well, it's a clean sweep of domination, the T23 zip, off to the two tests. Now we'll get into that a little bit later on. So much to get to, so little time. But SEM Breakfast, you can book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. And, of course, we're powered by Kubota here. For more than 40 years, Kubota have been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll convert bucks by the end of today on WWE, <laughs> I'm sure. Good luck. A bit of raw nerve here. Kane and Bucks. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Kane's not here. He's over there at the WWE. Sammy Edmonds sitting in for him. Nathan Buckley is here, though. We're rambling for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested, and, of course, first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Now, that's fresh. That's amazing produce. What wasn't fresh and what wasn't amazing it was something that I found in my pantry over the weekend. Now, I need... And you could have found it at any stage over the last... Yep. My question to you and everyone else this morning is the oldest thing you've found in your pantry. Because I reckon they're yet to... For all the neat little developments in the kitchen world and with cabinetry and such, they're yet to really design something that solves the pantry issue of just crap getting stuck at the back. Something always gets stuck at the back. It's out of sight, out of mind. You're always looking at the front. There's two types of people when it comes to like perishables. There's best buy people and there's used by people. Are uh, you a best buy or a used buy? Well, neither apply here because I can tell you <laughs> we've passed everything. But uh, my no, kids which are like, one let's are clean you, it. Are you a best buy or a used buy? Like, do you? Oh, no, I'm happy to go past the used buy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Depending on what we're talking about. Well, that's reason. next level. Yeah. That's next. That's the, that's another, another level again. But the kids thought, let's clean out the pantry. I thought, is there something wrong with these guys? But I'm not going to stop them. Yeah. Yeah, go at it. So they've pulled out the chairs and they're reaching at the back and they're having a good look in. One of them comes out with dad. I don't think we should have this Vegemite. There's a Vegemite t- uh, tub from 2019 sitting in the back. Wow. Five years that Vegemite have been sitting there, already opened, mind you, sitting at the back of the pantry. What's what's Vegemite doing in the pantry anyway? That's what? a fridge item. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'll, what? I'll go to town on this. Hang on, hang Vegemite on. is a fridge item. What do you do with your... Okay, so the ultimate barometer here for to refrigerate or not refrigerate is tomato sauce. A fridge item. Fridge item. A fridge item. So when you get your snag and bread out, for example, and yeah. you get your tomato sauce, yeah. you, you're pouring... Cold sauce onto a hot product. You're okay with that? Yeah, you are. Yeah, right. It's the it's it's the the um the difference in textures and temperatures. <laughs> Gee, that gets that. <laughs> hey, what, what what about chocolate? Where's chocolate go? Uh, mainly, I like it in the fridge. Yeah, I like the chocolate in the fridge. Freezer. Come again? Your freezer. It's a freezer item. Freezer. Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Thank bullshit. you, Ravi. It is. <laughs> it's what a do you freezer mean? item. It's hard to actually snap a block it's, when it's you really when hard. you get it out of the fridge. Not great for your teeth. Freezer. But, but makes makes chocolate taste ten times better than it already tastes. Janine's in Nary Warren. Janine, morning to you. Good morning, boys. Uh, no veggie might no bucks. It's got to be in the just the pantry. Oh, I know sure. I'm in the minority here, Janine. But good I'm, on you, Janine. I'm, you not, are I'm not going to be moved. But, but then you'd be putting freezing cold Vegemite on hot toast, Bucks. Yep. 
That heats it up for me. He's <laughs> full of inconsistencies, Janine. I'll give you that. I'll give you yeah, that. You yeah. ever found anything old and crusty in your pantry, Janine, or are you more organised than us? Oh, absolutely not. No, it wasn't crusty. I think it was a bag of liquid that I think used to be a potato. Right, yes. Oh. Yeah. You know when you – I've been known to find potatoes and they're basically reseeding themselves in my cupboard box, you know, when they start yeah. to get the, the tentacles out and – but you never have to go to buy potatoes again. They feel new, like a t- new potatoes <laughs> that are growing in your And they feel like a pantry. tennis ball. Unbelievable. Hey, have you got your – thanks for calling it. Have you got your Hoyts tickets yet? Take the Steps, the documentary, did you no, see? No. I, they, out I was in there. I was in there to watch the Precky match with North in the middle of last week. So I think it was Wednesday last week. And um, Luke Windsor, the uh, whiz, the the media guy, one of two, James Moriarty's the other one. Both of those boys were there. Um, at the end of my tenure and doing a great job. They basically went to town, took as much vision as they could of um, of the 2023 campaign and yep. told it through the eyes of four four people. So Darcy Moore, yep. um, Craig Scott Pendlebury, Craig McRae and Nick Dacos, some mm. fair stories in that. Very similar to the 2018 doco that, um, that was filmed um, and had four stories there. But And ironically, those four stories were Brodie Grundy, um, Adam Trelaw, Jared Blair, and myself—none of us there. Five years on, none of us there. And now it, there's a similar sort of templates being used, and we got the right ending to this doco. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to go. And, it lo- go it does look good. Actually, saw a preview. It looks really good. Sports docos are so good, aren't they? Like, I still reckon the best though. And it dropped just yesterday or day before, maybe over the weekend. Drive to survive. The new season's just come out. I still reckon it's the benchmark for. Sport doco TV series. Obviously, there's, you know, Last Dance is great, but they're one hits. Like, this just year upon year, it is so good. So it doesn't feel same to you? Like no. Nah, well, I watched the first episode last night of the new season, season six, I think it is, with Lawrence Stroll, the uh, the Aston Martin right. executive, mate. It is just the wealth and the ego and the power of these uh, men and women in that sport are just incredible. And it does a good job of mixing it up. Uh, Jim's in Doncaster. And Jim, you're calling up about fish sauce, which worries me immensely. Welcome to you. Yeah, good day, guys. You know when you, you get all creative with your cooking and you go and buy an, go and buy an ingredient you've never used yes. before because it calls for it and you, you buy it and I can't even remember what I was trying to cook. And, of course, then it sits in the fridge. I had some fish sauce that I tell you, the uh, National Trust came around to, to mark it as historically significant. That's how long it had been in there. It was in there for probably about eight, nine years. Ooh. And I just look at it every time I go, this thing doesn't go off, does it? But, oh, my Lord. I reckon it was 2014 or something like Jim, that. Jim, this right? is fish sauce. Fair well, to say you don't play outside the V too often. Is the fish sauce that unusual? No, nah, I use that in my curry quite a bit. But it's fish sauce starts at a really high bar too. It's 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 putrid on day one in terms of smells. So imagine what it's what it's smelling like after eight years. You Jim. smell fish. All I <laughs> smell is fish. Tell, tell you what, disturbingly, you're getting a lot of support with the chocolate in the freezer. It's, a lot of support. But Vegemite in the fridge, you've been called a psychopath of the text. That, that, that is, but, but you see, this is you. This is your journey coming out of you. That people is not, that is not representative of the text, and you've gone for the outlier. Not at all. Vegemite in the cupboard, sauce in the cupboard. Vegemite in the fridge, psychopath. Vegemite goes stiff in the fridge. What are you doing, Bucks? What? Oh, oh, actually, hang on. I'm with Bucks on Vegemite. It does say on the label, refrigerate after opening. No wonder. Like, And then you can... It can last for a whole lot longer. 2009, and you probably still would have been able to use it.
It was saved. You fish, saved by fish, the bell there. Fish sauce, is, fish sauce is an interesting one. I, I make a fish curry, like on, on perishables and use-bys and everything. I make a fish curry, and I'm pretty happy to go back to it maybe five or six days after it's been in the fridge for a second crack. And? And I eat it. And you're fine. Yeah. And I, you're still here. Yeah. I've got an iron gut. And I, and, <laughs> but I look, you, if you look it up, I think it's about three days, like three, to, three or four days with fish. But it's... I don't know. If you make it healthy in your refrigerator immediately, I think you're okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Some health lessons from Bucks for a common mistake. We've been rambling this go. morning. Bucks yes. is an NT boy. Everything in, ends up in the fridge in the tropics. That's exactly oh, where it came from. This comes in yeah, built. Right this on, is Ross. built in you. Thanks for the argument. Well identified, Roscoe. Uh, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil is Cobram Estate. Grown, harvested, first cold pressed in northern Victoria. A stack of uh, sport has taken place over the weekend, of course, both here and abroad. So on the other side of the news headlines, we'll grab ourselves a McCafe coffee in the interim. But when we return, big sports update coming up. There is a smell in here that will outlast religion.